Welcome to D and D the Dinner Party Role Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master James Gressel, and today are the fun people. Say hi, fun people. What up? Hi. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. 2024. Welcome. This is going to be our year. Yeah, it is. At last year wasn't no, every year that we've ever not. said it will be our year. That wasn't our year, but yeah, this, this year, this is it. I don't think we have said on this show this will be our year. This is going to be our year. It's going to be it. It's the year of the dragon. And that's where that's, that's Mike's true. That is mine as heritage. Well. Ah, yeah, you too. we got two dragons here. Oh, we're yeah. horse girls. We got I horse think. girls in the, the house. Are you a sheep? What's eighty nine? Yeah, eighty nines. I don't know. Are let's, you look, let's let's look it up. Look it up. I'll look it up. What do we got? While we look it up, happy, happy uh, right. National Championship Eve to those who celebrate. Oh, oh that's yeah, tomorrow? that's tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Y'all coming over? I hate that it's on a Monday. What Monday the fuck? night. Yeah, I'm not going to come over to the house of a snake. James, you're a snake, apparently. You're a snake. I'm in the den of vipers right now. <laughs> but you're also 1990, Beth? I am. Okay, yeah. Horses. Snakes, snakes dragons, dragons, and horses. Oh my! <laughs> the snakes can ride both of us. Yeah. Um. On our backs. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's not uh, ideal. But I'll just <laughs> curl around your neck, not tight. <laughs> <laughs> you be my necklace. <laughs> we are today is the discussion episode for the end of season five, which uh, we. It's been a bit since we finished. Uh, we did not record over the holidays due to the holidays. And then uh, I lost my voice from screaming at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> and I've been Go. sick for a week. Yeah, and James Blue. has been sick. I've not had a healthy day this year yet, but it's going to be our year. It's going to be, be our, our year. year. I mean, you were just hungover. That's not. Yeah, the, the, the first day, day of the Rose Bowl was hungover. Was hungover. Was. The second I was fine. And then the third yeah. was when I started to get sick and right, I've been right, sick right. since. Yes. Which is great. Yeah. I love it. I love being sick. <laughs> Get it all out of the way now. Yeah, it can only go up from here. Yep. It's oh, a, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's true. Uh, but I was going to tell you last night. So uh, when this when we were playing Sea of Thieves yeah. and we lost a bunch, mm-hmm. but we won a few, it reminded me of that one uh, Alabama Crimson Tide fan that was like, "You can't win them all, but you can win a lot of them. <laughs> you can win some of them." I was like, "Yeah." We were walking back to the cars after the game, and I heard, yeah, Alabama fan turned to their significant other, and they're like, it's okay. You can't win them all, but you can win a lot. They've and definitely I, I honestly, mm-hmm. I think that's a great attitude. <laughs> it makes it easier to lose when you've won most. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were 15, 14 and 1 or 15 and 1. 14 and 13 1. And 13 and 1. Yeah, they, yes, they lost. This was their second, second loss. Their second loss. Uh, Whereas they, Michigan remains undefeated. Undefeated, baby. And Georgia is also undefeated? No, Georgia lost in the SEC championship to Alabama. Oh. So they did not get to play in the playoff. But they won their bowl game by a record score. Ooh. Wow. Right, against Florida State. Florida State. Right, yes. right, right. Okay. A vastly depleted Florida State team who was playing for nothing. Yeah, you'll have to so. explain that to Beth. Because I tried to explain it and it didn't work. Yes. <laughs> I, I will explain. I'm zoned out right now. That was 63 to 3. That was the score of that game. I was yeah. trying to tell. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. Because uh, we're talking about our podcast right yes. now. Not, <laughs> not but, college football. But it is very exciting. Um, we, yeah, we all went to the Rose Bowl. It was super fun. It mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, it was one of the best days of my life. Mm. Truth be told. Um, but for now, we're going to uh, discuss the podcast. Yeah. Um, season five, uh, you guys had questions about, you guys had some questions about just some general stuff. We're going to go through your questions 
you got some a lot of people sending just some just really nice messages of like thanks Aww. um we saw uh all your spotify raps at the yeah. end uh or at the beginning of december that was yeah. so fun that's always amazing it's always incredible to see how many people have like us as number one or have dead meat number one and us number two <laughs> yeah or, that's you know, awesome. or us in the top five that's so cool and i'm always blown away every convention that we go to mike and i the fans will come up to the table and talk to us and uh, i give i always give you free stuff if if I have stuff to give, <laughs> it's it's amazing. I'm always blown away by the amount of of love we get. I've had to work on my signature. <laughs> Can you sign this? I'm like, oh my, uh, yes, <laughs> me. <laughs> thank uh, you. It is uh, a a true joy your response to the show. So thank you so much for for saying so many incredible things. Um, you know, if we don't respond to you directly, know that we have seen them and they're all, um, just. Just crazy. Just, you know, just means so much. So thank you so much. We need to make you come to a convention this year, Gross. Yes, this yeah. year I will come to a convention. Yes. Yeah. This is the year. At least one convention. This is our year. This is our year. <laughs> this is our year. Um, yeah, so you, will, you there will be a point where you will be able to, uh, you will be able to see me in person, you know, in addition to everybody else. Not just <gasps> um, my jokes about being at the farmer's market. Um, I'm wearing a farmer's market sweatshirt right now. <laughs> It's the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. That's where we should table. <laughs> I would open all year. It says it right here on my shirt. <laughs> Love the Ann Arbor Farmer's Market. Um, okay. We're going to get into it. And uh, I'm just going to start with a goofy question from Jackson. Uh, wondering if what everyone thought of Baldur's Gate 3 and if it gave Gressel <laughs> any inspiration for writing more of the show. Wish it had come out before the D&D movie. Maybe it would have helped. Ooh, it would have helped to the D and D movie for sure. Yes, the D and D movie helped our show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't play that game because I don't play games. Unfortunately, I wish I did. Yeah, well, that is a big time. Are investment. we the only two that have played it? I think so. Did oh, you yeah. guys dip yeah, into I it? I did not play it. Last night, I saw a video on the internet that said that there is a druid in your party that if you sleep with him, he because he does it to you as a bear. Yeah, That's I heard true. about that. Yes. And so I'm going to start this game. Yeah. It's great. Tonight. To romance Halson. Well, Halson's great. He's a great choice. He is a great he choice. He also, he's like Polly too. So he'll. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me, bear fucker. Yeah. He's a polyamorous bear. Do you have one of those like uh, blankets with like a bear head that you make Mike wear sometimes? Because like, <laughs> Mike could pull it off. We're, not, we're being recorded. Oh, okay, I'll ask you later. Oh my God, we need to make James and Mike cosplay as Astarian and Halson. Oh my God. And then, Gressel, you can be Gail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Because you have oh. long brown hair yeah. and you like books <laughs> and eating, eating artifacts. Uh, yeah. He's going to be reflecting on his reaction to that. No, Gail is cool. Like, Gail is just, I think, in comparison to the other people you can romance, Gail just seems like so well adjusted. That's the thing. And in like a fantasy world, like, you want to date like the vampire elf who like secretly hates himself and like pines for you. Yes. <laughs> and like puts up a front that he's mean, but he's not. And you want to like break through to him. Whereas like Gail is just like, yeah, I have a library at my house and a cat and yeah. I am. I'll hold down the fort. While yeah. You're like I don't really have any issues. Uh, yeah. Gail except that I'm going to uh, turn into a nuclear bomb. Maybe. Yeah. 
Oh, Gail's big like Gail's biggest thing is like, oh yeah, my ex is the goddess of magic, and I might explode. Yeah, her, the her most curse, boring one. Her curse <laughs> on me is that I will eventually become a nuclear bomb. Yeah. Oh my god. And, and we don't know when, and we have to do something about. Is, it. is that why? He, <laughs> He's reading a lot of books to like figure out how to stop yes. himself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Nailed that one. I, it's like I played the game. <laughs> but that's also the thing is Gail like talks about his ex too much. He does. So it's yes. like, okay. I, I would too if she you. turned me into a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Spend your entire. What, what a fucking like girl boss move though. You make your ex think about you for the rest of his life because he's trying to stop the effect that you had <laughs> on his who? life. Huh? Who broke up with who in that relationship? I think she I think she, up with yeah, because oh, that's okay, a well, then she got bored because right. she's a goddess. She, yeah, I think she she's just got, a she's goddess like, of magic. Like yeah. If he dumped her, I'd, I'd understand the reasoning of yes. her being yeah. like, oh, well, then now you're a bomb. But you, well, know, like, you get double whammy there. Yeah, you're yeah. broken up with and you're a bomb. Dude, that sucks. <laughs> that's good sucks luck with the rest of your that's life. A rough, that's a good emo album, though. <laughs> that's going to um, come out of that. Broken up with and I'm a bomb. romance Shadowheart? Shadowheart. Yeah. I mean, like, Shadowheart's quest is also phenomenal. It's very good. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I romance to star in. Yes. I love tortured bisexual vampire. That's yeah. the Tim Curry one. Yes, he just like yeah. he just sounds like exactly like Tim. It Curry. is. It's, it's almost an impression. I mean, it's he's, good. It's good the, inspiration. The actor, has, yeah. the actor has said as much that it oh, is yeah, well, Tim Curry, and I forget who else he said. It's like a right. mix of, but it, it's Frankenfurter. <laughs> just very. It out there. I think that there is a a female d- devil woman. Carlac. Yeah. I hear that she always says yes to yes. anything yeah. that you want to do. And so that's a cool party member. I'm not talking like sex time. I'm talking about like, hey, you do you want to yeah. save the She's world like, oh, or kill yeah. children? She's like, let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's so great because all the partnership, all the characters have like idol animations and hers is she starts like dancing in place because she's bored mm-hmm. and she's just always she just always wants to go do stuff. So she'll just start doing a little jig. And she's so cool. Yeah. She's, she's muscle mommy. And if for your intro to her and you think she's like going to be scary and like a villain, mm-hmm. but she's like just a cool butch lady who like, I don't know, would probably go to Disneyland with you. Yeah. I, I want to play it now. Yeah. It's very good. Did it's the, good. Did the game. I'd never finished it. It's it's really it's overwhelming it's and it's a big game. game. But that's okay. I also honestly. have not finished it yet. I heard that sometimes you have you have to like save a yes, lot because save. sometimes you'll fuck up and turn yourself into a pie and that's the rest of your that's life. That's the rest of the game. Yep. You can't, you can't go back. Yeah, save scum. You gotta save I say, scum you gotta save something like crazy. That's part of the game. My finger lives on F5 because yeah. I think it's F5 that just auto saves. I'm constantly just hitting F5. <laughs> game because of the year. Yeah. That's crazy. I can't. It's insane. Did Boulder's Gate 3 influence the story Boulder's Gate of Season 3 five? did not. It came out far enough in where like it didn't. There wasn't really, there wasn't anything that like I saw in Boulder's Gate 3 and was like, oh, that's a clever thing or whatever. But Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 and Icewind Dale were enormous influences on me, period. Mm -hmm. Like Baldur's Gate 2 was at like, you know, I forget it. I was probably like 10 or something. And like that game, like if you really know that game and you're a really big fan of this show, you might be able to find the ways that Baldur's Gate 3 was or Baldur's Gate 2 was an influence in, in, in this show. That's fun. It was just, yeah, it was just one of those things that hit, you know, it hit me at the right time and it stayed with me, you know, forever. Um, So Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2 were Baldur's Gate 3 was not really an influence, but was uh, a whole lot of fun and like a great way 
you know, I, I people have has have said different things about this on online because it, it's not D and D; it's a video game, but it is a great version of D and D as a video game. You can turn yeah. yourself into it's you can do anything, is literally, and. This is so bad because we have been playing D&D for how many fucking years now? But playing Baldur's Gate, I'm like, oh my God, that's how that mechanic works. <laughs> like, I never bothered to use it in our game because I'm like, I don't feel like reading this and comprehending how this works. But in Baldur's Gate, it's like, oh, I want to do this. Press button and it does it. And it's like, okay. It, like, it made... I can't think of any specific examples, but like I had coworkers who said the same thing. Yes. Where yeah. like, oh, that makes sense. I didn't know that this was like a D and D and D and Baldur's Gate are so similar. Yeah. My favorite thing that I don't I, I played as a druid once in like the first time we ever played D and D together. I was a druid. And I don't remember if I realized this while we were playing, but I'm playing a, as a druid in Baldur's Gate. And a cool thing is that if you turn into an animal, you have a second health bar. So if you're down to one hit point and you're like, I'm using <laughs> oh. my turn to turn into a, a polar bear or whatever. Uh, now you just have the polar bear's health. So like nice. in an, it's literally like break glass in case of an emergency. <laughs> I turn into a giant spider and it'll keep me alive for a couple more turns. Yeah, I'm sure it, there's more clever ways to use the, the animal shifting, <laughs> but there are that I was that's what I was getting at is it is a great way if you are new to the game to learn the game. Yeah, like it is a really especially if like because you can play it by yourself, so you don't need other people to like like if you just want to learn D&D and you don't have like a party or a team, you know, table to play with, but you want to learn so that you can be ready, you know, if you. You know, when you get back to school after summer or, you know, go to college or whatever and try to find a D&D group or, or move to a new place, whatever, however you find groups and you don't know how to play, Baldur's Gate 3 is actually, I think, a good place to start. It is different, mm -hmm. but it will get you a lot of the basics because you have the rolling mechanic. Like it, it has the yeah, D20 the dice, and everything. Yeah. It's all there. Oh, oh this is making me want to go. Oops, I know, right? It. I'm like, <laughs> I got a little bit of the ways into Act 3. I finished the romance storyline with Astarian and I felt my impulse to do all the <laughs> other stuff just I, I just didn't care I was like oh yeah like the world is gonna end but I don't really care yeah <laughs> my kiss it's, right <laughs> yeah I got kisses so um also a pro tip one uh I almost did not keep playing this game because when I started I was like this is so complicated and I'm so overwhelmed and I hate it just power through the first like couple hours and it's so worth it. Two, at some point during Act Three, this is not a spoiler, there is a like NPC you can talk to who will like do face paint and you can get painted up like a clown. Um, if you decide to do that, oh, no. I don't know if they patched this or not. <laughs> no. But if you decide to do this, um, any sex scenes that happen after that, you're gonna have the clown makeup on. Oh my goodness! <laughs> yeah. so just a heads up. Don't you're do the clown makeup. You're gonna have sex makeup. with a bear, and your face is yes, a clown. and you have clown makeup on. Circus gone wild. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Spaghetti clown yeah, getting I, it on. I uh, <laughs> I lost a lot of gameplay because I couldn't get rid of the fucking clown makeup. Wait, you actually <laughs> did it? I didn't 
do it. I just saw it online, people doing it and being like, um, how do I get rid of that's what happened is like oh, no. I, I did it. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> Obviously, this isn't gonna be a permanent thing. Oh. And then it was like hours later they of me trying to figure then. out they just had regular ass paint. I think that's the punchline. I forget Magic. exactly, but like yeah, you couldn't get rid of the paint. I, I hope that they have patched this since, but at the time you couldn't get rid of the paint and I lost hours of. Oh, it's such a, especially when like some of the, the third act, like romance conclusions are like really Important. heartfelt yeah. and like character driven. And then there's also a sex scene, Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> it's all like very emotional and very, they but, yeah, like, like the cloud makeup. The cut scenes and the voice acting and everything. The so story good. is so good. I mean, so there's good. a reason Neil Newbon, who voices a star and he won best actor at the yeah. game awards. Oh, wow. For sure. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Yes. Thank very, you for the warning. It's yes. very, yeah. Don't don't, don't get the clown. Don't makeup. get the clown makeup. Don't with clowns play in the that game. game. <laughs> um. Do do do. Man, that question had legs. That's it. Well, it's yeah. a, it's a very good game, and it it is like it's very. I think it's a very good. It's just a good like D and D thing, you know. Speaking of D and D things, a buddy of mine yesterday, uh, he was like. Get, guys, give me give me words. I'm making potions. Um, this is just like drawing potions in Photoshop. And I gave him giggling. And so he made a potion that was like, if you drink it, it'll make you laugh. And then a friend of mine was like, insecurities. And so he drew a potion that if you take it, then you it will like reveal your biggest insecurities. And it just made me think a bunch about um, what a clever way to come up with ideas mm-hmm. to then put into our own podcast for like random things that we can it's have like in our pockets. Bank. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I want to see what happens when, when Flack drinks an insecurities potion. All of them. Gnome. Oh my God. <laughs> it's just an army of gnomes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone a little bit shorter than Flack. <laughs> yeah. There is a lot of potential there. That's kind of the wild magic table a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hit us with another one. Yes, I will. I will. I will. I will. Uh, James yeah. Ethan Busa asks, "What song would Flack play at the Aquadome?" Oh, the Aquadome! My first thought went to "I Want to Rock." <laughs> <laughs> That's it just seems very explosive good. and, and yeah. big and loud. Lots of pyro. Yeah, yeah. Who does that song? Twisted Sister. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not even into hair metal, but no, but hair metal seems appropriate. Yeah, Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Bombastic. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Poison. Uh Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like kiss. Like Mm -hmm. Detroit Rock City or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something just big and driving. God, working man was in Fargo. And oh really? Like, oh my god! It was just like fuck that song. Rips. That song fucking rules. That's oh pre. Per- that's pre. Yeah, yeah, that's like I think first album. It first, is. Yeah, it's, uh-huh. oof, that song's but so the drum is, good. The drum part is still really cool, even though it's not Neil. Yeah. Oh, he wasn't on all their. He not their in, first. He wasn't one. on their first album. Yeah. Oh, they weird. had another drummer, and then they started to get bigger, and the drummer was like, "I don't think I can do this rock star thing." Yeah. Because mm. uh, they're just nice. You know, yes, Canadian, Canadian boys. boys. Yeah. Little did that drummer know they would remain nice Canadian boys through. Well, there were a lot of drugs, but yeah. But oh they, they, that's like a, you that's have it. to do drugs. Yeah, especially if with you're their, like a touring uh-huh. musician. So there was that, but I, I never heard a bad thing about Rush or yeah. like their aunt. Like, I don't think so. They no. don't have like stories about them. The no, way no. they all like were normal dudes. It's funny. There's ma- like there's amazing. some bands where like everyone in them seems like giant nerds. <laughs> yeah we're like there's not any like 
like Queen kind of seems that way. Like obviously you had Freddie who is very, I mean, he's Freddie Mercury. But then the rest of those dudes are like the most boring like Ryan normal. Mace got a PhD, right? Yeah. 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 Like just then, nerds. Is it two members of the offspring have PhDs? That's Dexter so and, and someone else? I, I, think, yeah. I think so. That's pretty nuts. Yeah. Similarly, another character question. This is from Avery Lynn Cummins. My question is, do you want to slash plan to play more with Marjorie's improvised I want to be younger desire? You said that that caught you off guard at the time, that that's what came out. When did I say that? Remind episode me. 186 which um i i don't remember exactly the, the context. context of it i just read that question and i was thinking about that because i don't in this moment i'm remembering that i was surprised by it when it came out <laughs> i know that this upcoming season uh we're gonna get some margarine daughter stuff for yes. sure yes we will and Spoilers. part of me says hey is this the way that that comes to fruition like margarine obviously can't get younger unless some big magic happens but in the way that like if we have kids when you have kids you get to experience the world through their fresh eyes is that the way that that manifests oh there was a really funny related question let me see if i can find but yeah you're saying that like through the interactions like is it going to be like a you kids keep me young kind of thing (laughs) Yeah, just a refresh, a refresh perspective. Oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, Hayden Evans asks, will Marjorie have a more happier tone in this season or a sadder one? <laughs> <laughs> we won't find out till we get there. Right? I know. I mean, season five needed to be a little bit heavier for Marjorie because season four ended on this like, whoa, uh, I have experienced the kiss of death and I'm, I'm afraid. Uh, I also have something to fight. Like, she, she suddenly realizes that she's a part of something greater than herself and so family and blood and all of that is like so much more important to her now there's something to lose Mm -hmm. and so this season i want to respect the character and give them time to sit in new feelings and be with these things um whilst also having a fun comedy podcast and so even though there's weight to that and i decided to like take a step back into like a bit of a quieter role this season uh yeah I i think that that she has had time to literally process that and go through <laughs> depression <laughs> um, and come out the other side, realizing like what she actually wants, uh, which was a big part of that acceptance death trial. Mm-hmm. It's all about her daughter whilst also entering into that with this found family that she genuinely um, values. Cause I was looking, there was another question uh about season one our season one characters and our season five characters if they were to have a conversation with each other what would they say i was just Hmm. looking at that one too yeah Yeah, if you want to call that one out yeah that is from uh uh samaria bolden uh apologies to everybody if i mispronounce your names um but yes the question was if what would your season one characters say to your season five characters and vice versa would Marjorie tell uh season one Marjorie about landa or would season one flack be excited for all of the killing uh, <laughs> spaghetti clown and things like would 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 it be more sociopathic if those two were able to talk to each other that's interesting <laughs> uh, but to wrap up the Marjorie thing she Yes, season five is margarine would tell season one margarine. And I think season one margarine would be like, what are you doing with all of these people around you with this baggage? Mm. Lose these fools and go 
go get your bag. Be more solo. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, there were a couple times in the entire story where I I literally considered breaking away from the group because Marjorie is selfish and wants mm-hmm. things sometimes opposite of what the group wants. Um, but at this point, th- there is familial love here. And so she's not going to abandon the rest of the crew. Yeah. For her own selfish desires. But that unless had to be she, yeah, she earned over time. To. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah, so I guess we'll just go around the horn for everybody. Like, what what would that conversation be? What, I guess season five Flack would maybe tell season one Flack not to jump to killing. Yeah, like right cool away. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, take a step back. Yeah, chill out. Ask some questions. <laughs> I think Fletch, season five Fletch would tell season one Fletch that he's not alone. Mm. That he has a family. Mm-hmm. Even because that's he feels alone in the beginning of season one. Oh yeah, for sure. My answer is less um, profound. I was going to just say, like, I would, I think season five is that. Just say that uh, in season one's average, you're going to end up looking so fucking cool. Yeah. <laughs> season five rolls around yeah. in like multiple different forms. <laughs> that makes sense for Zabbis, though. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like, like you're yeah. going to hey, get some sweet. You're going to get cooler and more powerful. Bits, yeah. yeah. Oh, season's five. Margarine's gonna tell season one margarine about cargo pants <laughs> <laughs> so much sooner. I think if any of us talked to our previous selves, we would freak out about time travel. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's we us. probably shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't let us gristle. Oh my god. <laughs> Change the course of history. Uh, this is from Emily McDonald. Uh, and she says, I've been playing D&D since my last year of college about four years ago. Yikes. Yeah, it's only going to be more yikes as mm-hmm. then those years grow. Uh, and I'm currently in a 5e campaign and a Star Wars Edge of the Empire campaign as well. Whoa. No matter how many campaigns I played or how close I am with my homies, I can't shake the awkwardness and trepidation around role playing. I'm super fortunate to have a talented DMs who are easy to play with, but it's something that I want to get more comfortable with. So... What helps you take information and process it as a different person? How do you find your way with your characters? What makes role-playing easier for you all? Also, thanks for me uh, keeping me busy with making the Spotify playlist. It's been, oh, this is who, is this, uh, uh, who makes the Spotify playlist? That's super fun. Oh, my God. Well, cool. Thank you. Of all the songs we've ever all mentioned. The, all the songs. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, well, you got a couple more from earlier. <laughs> uh, oh, and another one more story based. I want uh, I know it really worked out in many ways that Tim came back and we've been blessed with paralogs because of it. Do you have any plans for more villain paralogs or stories from other characters or something uh, in case of scheduling issues? Uh, I, I mentioned this on, I think, your table for two, Beth, but the yeah. villain paralogs will be coming back. The story is going to make them come back. Um, we forced it. Yeah. So when it's appropriate, the villain paralogs will come back. And then Tim's going to continue. The next Tim story will be uh, sometime in the next couple of weeks. And then so, yeah. So for you guys, um, you guys all had I was the only if I remember right, I was the only one of us who did not have any kind of formal improv training everybody took improv at some point mm-hmm. an improv class i think that all of us would probably agree at this point that that's not something you need to do no no yeah i would say that personally i think the the, the biggest lesson that you can take for role playing and improvisation in your game is to listen yes 100 percent. yeah listen yeah. to everybody um, be open to listening paying attention don't be worried about what your next move is listen to 
what everybody else is doing and react to that. Don't try to plan things. Yeah. Set your friends up yes. to be funny and to have a good time. Yeah. That yeah. is something we learned in improv was support. Mm-hmm. We try to always support each other uh, by saying yes or the a, a version of yes, going along with the plan, even though it might be wacky or. Yeah. Remember something that they said. Remember that Zabbis is scared of dogs. Mm-hmm. And so invent a dog. For them to react to in the room. Yeah, or become a dog. Become a dog. And then have Zabbis face his fears. Oh, yeah, we don't have any druids, so I don't have to worry about that. I'm just Stormtail running around. Fetch, yeah. Stormtail. That's right. I think trying to really put yourself in your character's shoes as well to try. That's what I do with Fletch is to try to, like, actually, what what would I do if I was in this scenario where... Mm -hmm. You know, I'm eating a watermelon to turn me back into myself and Black eats part of that watermelon. So I'm not fully complete. I'd be pissed. <laughs> and so Fletch was pissed. Yes, he was. Um, but then, yeah, then then it's like, OK, so now there's there's a conflict with Fletch and Flack. Now we get to see how that mm-hmm. moves throughout the story, because that's going to be a thing. And so that's that's in, in improv. That's called a gift. We that is now Flack has that gift where he gave that to me and then I gave it back to him by being like you ate my watermelon now I'm mad at you and now we have to figure this out together <laughs> throughout the next couple episodes or season um yeah and yeah. if you're if you're uncomfortable role playing then I would recommend playing a character who is not outside of your comfort zone yeah. so like if I was if I was playing a wicked evil loves to eat babies and have a ton of sex with bears I don't, I'm going to have a harder time coming up with ways to solve uh, problems that are in that character's voice because it's, it's very much outside of, you know, what me, Beth would do. And so leaning into the things that I'm more akin to, like with Marjorie, it's, it's selfishness and caring, which is weirdly opposite, but uh, those are more fun to play because I, I can kind of die, listen to what's going on. And then when I'm making the choice about what, how to react to that thing as Marjorie, I just dial up those uh, character traits in the reaction. So it's like having a theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give your characters a, a theme. I also think there's like so many different flavors of what like tabletop role play can be. Because I think like maybe and like stuff like Critical Role is obviously great and has made D&D and like tabletop stuff so popular but I think maybe one of the the things that one of the unexpected downsides of that is that like that show I think people think that that's what D&D is supposed to be mm-hmm. always where it's like everyone's doing vo- I mean these are They're professional voice actors, voice actors. Yeah. they're yeah. doing like super in character improv and the voices and it's all like very theatrical but like it does not have to be that yeah you can even like if you're feeling weird about the role play element you can truly like and like i'll do this sometimes if i'm just trying to think like okay i don't know if i have the like energy or i don't know if i if i can like role play as this character right now i sometimes will just be like okay third person like i think zambis is gonna do this Mm -hmm. and that's totally valid too yeah I completely agree. I think that there is a lot of pressure on home games to yeah. behave like, no, like shows. Yeah. yeah. Like no one's 
watching you. Yeah. You're at the table with your friends. You're having fun. Mm -hmm. So whatever that means for you in order to have fun at the table so that you don't feel awkward. It's probably so much harder to do nowadays, though, than it was in the 80s. Because like you're you're probably like, should this be content? Should this be like everyone Mm -hmm. can post it online? And so you're like, is is this wasting time if I'm not, you know, making a show out of it? Yeah. But like you can do it just for fun. You can do it just for fun. And that's, you know, coming from someone who doesn't really know how to do stuff for fun. But <laughs> I, I hear that you can do stuff for fun and that's healthy for you. And you yes. should do that. It, it, and that that that's very true. I think that, that so that's that's what I, I would, you know, ask yourself like, you know, or maybe it's the table that you're at for these games is very role play heavy. And oh, yeah. Like ask yourself, is this something I feel like I should be doing or is this something that I want to be right. doing? And if you want to do it and your table is very role play heavy and like, that's great if that's how you play. And that can be super fun, obviously. But, but should is the death of pleasure. Right. You know, so, Whoa. you know, what what is it that you want to be doing? And, you know, what is do what's fun, you know? Um, but if you want to, if you want to do heavy role play, if you want to be more, you know, or be better at improv or whatever, I think that there could be a blend to kind of get you into it of all the things that everybody has been saying of like, like Chelsea was saying, if you're stuck, don't worry about it and don't stress out, fall back into that third person description of your action. Because not, I think a lot of people also get hung up on dialogue. Um, Mm. but you also, as your characters have to describe everything that you do. So falling back on describing your actions, which is a crucial form of storytelling, is a way to take some of that stress off yourself to be to do dialogue, which is the hardest part. I mean, like, I, I won't put anybody's words in anybody's mouth, but dialogue is fucking hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like good dialogue in the moment, improvised dialogue. So the amount of times I stop this fucking podcast down to be like, I, I hope that this thing that I'm about to say <laughs> is the right thing. It's also it feels I think, important right now. Yeah. I think dialogue is where things get the most like wheel spinny too. Yes. Because you're just at a certain point not progressing action any further. You're just like talking in character, but nothing's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And that can be hard to kind of get out of that. Like, right. Once you realize what's happening, like, okay, no, we actually need to make make a choice and like yeah. go do something. <laughs> I also think 5e has a really good mechanic with the like ideal flaw bond, whatever the other one is in on your character sheet that y- you can use to fall back on for role playing des- decisions. James did that at the beginning with uh, uh, flattery. Well, it, I use flattery to get me where I want or whatever. Yeah. And like that ended up being a big part of Black's character because yeah, yeah. like that was there and that was a touchstone like and a theme. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, exactly. Right. So, you know, for your D&D game, at least, you can look back at that. I'm not familiar with the Star Wars one. Um, yeah, I'm curious. I if, bet that's cool. Is that like a pre-made one or is that something they're just doing? I believe that is a pre-made one. That could be pretty cool. It's a, I mean, it's a great universe. You know, there's a lot of potential for story there. But yeah, so good luck. Uh, but do what's fun. You know, don't, put, don't, don't, don't be hard on yourself. Don't put pressure on yourself to be to try to behave as if it's a show you're having fun with your friends you know like the amount of times beth and i have been driving home and being like i think i was awful this this last session every single it's one. just like <laughs> no 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 you're fine it was fine it was fun yeah. you did this you did this blah 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 like it we, we obviously have you noticed that like when we started doing this show we would have that conversation in the car but as time has gone on when we drive home more often we will look to each other and be like you did such a good job today yeah it has changed mm-hmm. yeah yeah I just want to. I just want to pet us on the back. No, that's that one, yeah. I yeah. just thought of that. I've noticed that as well. That like I've 
found myself thinking like, oh, they saved me <laughs> this week, you know, or instead of, there was a question that was related to kind of what you guys, Chelsea and Beth were talking about, um, and James, in terms of the show, there was somebody asked, oh, I found it. Okay. So Rhett Bliss asked, if I were to be starting- Rhett a Bliss? Rhett Bliss. Rhett Bliss. Rhett Bliss, ma'am. <laughs> That's a cool name. That is a good name. Uh, Rhett Bliss asked, if I were to be starting a D&D play podcast, would you suggest gathering a backlog of episodes before I started posting them, or should I just go full swing and start throwing episodes out as soon as they were recorded? First, I would say, why do you want to make a D&D show? <laughs> <laughs> no, let, let him do no, it. If you want to do it, do it. 100% do it. But to what we were saying, what James was mentioning before of like, you know, is the, are you doing this because you feel like you, sh be, mm -hmm. like you should, should. Mm -hmm. or are you doing it because you've thought a lot about it and you have something that you want to tell in a story that you think people would enjoy and whatever, you know, like whatever your motivations are, as long as you feel that it's something you really want to do, do it. But it is to have a show and all of us have had different shows at this mm -hmm. point in our careers, different things that we have put out as content um, to, to vary, you know, to varying degrees of, of workload and success. I think all of us would agree, no matter what show you do, whether it is successful or not successful, it's a shit ton of work and yes. mo more than you think it is. Yeah. So, it's always more than you it's think. so much more than you think it is. Yeah. If you want it to be remotely good. Yes. It's, it's so much and more. And that's not even, and that's, that's good, not successful. If you want it to be like, uh -huh. those are different things. Those are different yeah. things. And they sometimes have different criteria. Yep. And they're uh, often at odds with each other. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Big conversation, that one. Yes. Yeah. In, in short, I would think about what your, your motives are and understand that if you are putting out a show that has to be, you know, minimum every other week, probably, um, to, to have any kind of hope for an audience, um, it's, just, it's just a shit ton of work. It's a lot of work. So to that end, if you still want to continue, which great, go do your thing, tell your story, put it out there, I would recommend a backlog <laughs> you're gonna have uh stuff's gonna happen you will run out of episodes mm -hmm. we had an entire year an entire year like like the entirety of season one was done and complete and That's in right. and in the can and not released yeah when we started releasing shows and we ran out of runway fast how many episodes was season one 30 something so we recorded 30 well some uh, half like yeah yeah i, I mean we recorded you know Maybe 15, 20 times. sessions, oh, okay. something. I don't remember exactly. Yeah. Would you agree that the benefit of a backlog to, especially in something like this where it's really story driven, is like once you have a ton recorded up front and you're editing a bunch of it at once, does that make it easier to edit once you get a sense of like, okay, this becomes important later on? I need to keep this conversation. Yes. It's like reality show editing. 100%. Yes. All the footage, and then you're like, oh, yep. this time I that can create this, I can create an emphasis on this thing. Yes. Or like if there's a whole runner or conversation that is funny in the moment, but is not relevant at all to anything, and maybe even like the characters totally change and it doesn't seem like it makes sense anymore. That, mm -hmm. That's an excellent, excellent point, Chelsea. Yeah, and that happened in season one because season season one didn't, we didn't really know what the show was yet. Um, it took that first season to really figure it out. And there was stuff that got cut because it didn't matter. Do um, you remember? Is there any like plot stuff that got cut? 
No, not major plot stuff. It was just more kind of like wheel spinny stuff that didn't really matter. Most of the plot stuff I left in. There was an episode I considered not releasing where you the tree humping ghost. Yeah. I considered not releasing that one because that does not matter at all. I ended up putting it out because it was a lot funnier than I remembered it being when we were recording it. But that's something that'll happen too when you have a backlog. Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, when you're listening to yourself out of your own head. Yes. That's a totally different experience. Totally different thing. And it you will, you know, you'll see that stuff is, you know, better than you remember it being or not working, even though it's funny or whatever. But uh, that distance is important too. And it'll also give you a chance to learn how to edit your show. I cut a lot more out in the beginning. I mean, we had to look up rules and stuff as people were learning to play the game and everything that's just counting shoe leather, dice, sh- counting dice, doing math. Cause we were on paper and pencil oh, yeah. for years. Yeah, computers weren't even invented <laughs> doing it the old way. I do miss using real, di- real like, dice. I always see dice at conventions and stuff and I want to buy, but I'm like, I don't, yeah. Use, use them. Uh, I know. I, I, I still do only because the DM tools, I think, are clunky and frustrating. But if, if there were a way to not, I, like if it were easy and faster, mm-hmm. I would probably go digital. But I do love rolling dice. And I think that now we would probably be better with paper and dice because you would know, you would really know exactly, you would have kind of more of a shorthand of like what you need to roll to be successful. That's, it's that's not, cute. Yeah. I count on my fingers <laughs> and I'm in my thirties. But you would know. At no. This... <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are some things Believe I'm her. so good at and some things that I'm not. Okay. Well, some of us would be fine <laughs> on paper and mental, but uh, my point is, is that like, if you give yourself that runway, you will learn how to edit your show. And I definitely would not recommend uploading an uncut show. I, I, no, I no. can't. <laughs> I know people like people have we've gotten emails and comments and stuff of people like just post the whole thing. No, don't want that. It's not. It'd be so much good. It's like, yeah, nothing. it's it's it doesn't have the pace of a show. You know, you know, that's part of what makes it enjoyable to, to listen to these things is, is the is that it is cut faster than a, uh, you know, than a, a, your home game. I would say have a backlog and, um, you know, trim it down. You don't have to cut as you know, you don't have to cut a lot. Like I barely cut anything now. Um, that's because we've been doing it for five years. Exactly. Like you're going to give yourself, you know, give yourself some time to kind of figure out what your show is going to be. Yeah. We kind of all understand the pacing and what our characters need to do. We got it down to a point where like, we know that if we record for longer than three hours, that's three hours is our cap. That's what we're good at. And it's wild to have that data, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I pretty much caught, cut out taking out the dogs at this point. Like, that's pretty much it. <laughs> you know, there's not really as much. That's um, a season five and four exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> taking um, out the dog. But yeah. So, uh, yeah. So have a runway. Edit your show. You will, you will catch up. No matter how much runway you have, you will catch up. Because the uh, true enemy of Dungeons and Dragons is scheduling. Uh, recorded and not recorded. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Where's that homebrew campaign? That's oh, the I'm final sure boss. that exists. Mm-hmm. That's got to be somewhere online. Time. Yeah. Um. Blah, 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 blah. Let's do another yeah. question. We're almost at an hour, and we've done like four questions. Mm-hmm. Um. We're good at talking. That Baldur's Gate question. I'm telling you. <laughs> that Baldur's Gate <laughs> like question really did um eat up some time. 
Uh, this is from Tyner Stanton. Uh, question I have for the team is, which magic item have you gotten the most enjoyment or mileage out of? Uh, mm. Their personal favorite has been the Cape of Bees and Marta's staff. I was going to say Cape of Bees uh, is a lot of fun. <laughs> Inversely, for Gressel, has there been a time when use of a magic item has completely thrown a wrench into your plans? I love those questions. <laughs> I love finding out what part of this massive story that I thought sprung from Gressel's well-thought brain was actually a quick reactionary <laughs> fix to some <laughs> bullshit that we pulled on him. I don't remember any magic items doing it. Well, except for like the except for like the the infinite money bag and stuff. Like that, <laughs> that, you know, like the the paying off Didgerdon, I did not expect. That but. that got I don't know how you got millions and millions of gold because we we don't have an infinite money bag. Okay, this is Beth out of the show because I didn't want to like stamp on the fun of what was happening there. But I don't know where all that money came from. Wait, I don't think we have all that money. Gressel seasons ago was like, I don't want to deal with money. So you guys don't worry about it. You have enough money always. And we were like, got it. Infinite money. And then at some point, <laughs> I think, I don't know how I came across it, but I got a bag that allows me to put money in and then I roll a dice and I get a multiplication of that money back out. Um, and that was maybe season three. And so in season four, I used it and we all realized that we could have as much money as we want if we just keep using the bag. And my guess is Mike was like, cool, $8 trillion is what I have. Because I, I don't know how you got that number. This was we a question from Jasmine James of, I thought Marjorie had the money multiplier bag. I, yeah. We literally did that thing. Do you remember like, God, was it 2015, I think? There was going to be that government shutdown because of the debt ceiling or something. And one of those solutions floated was minting a trillion dollar coin. We just did that. that. I don't know how all Explain that. Explain yourself, Michael. Explain yourself, Michael. I, I, I cannot. It was, it was on my character sheet. Gressel can take a look at my character sheet. Uh, I didn't. You're, not, you're not a liar. No, why would I lie? I also, it could be gold that just turns into coal, just like from Spirited Away. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I'm not super worried about that mechanic because that's something that can be easily explained with. It happened off screen. Yeah. But uh, rest assured that well, I didn't that know is a card happened that you can screen. play once. Yes. <laughs> uh, and we will not be uh, going yeah, back to the infinite, infinite money, money bag. Exactly. Like when season six starts, I will have spent it all on one nice thing. <laughs> Fletch just has a beautiful suit. Trillion dollars <laughs> of all the things that he could buy. Yeah, like not any, not, not anything that like appreciates in value. Yeah. Or donated like, it to I liked or it. something. Yeah, I don't know. Fletch just bought out the the other mansions on the street. <laughs> One for each of us, <laughs> or I rebuilt uh, Middleton. I don't know. Oh, that's not a bad one. You know? Yeah. yeah. Let's, what, yeah. Used Boring. once, that's it. Get that nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> the Idol of Probuscus is my favorite item to use. Oh, that's a good one. Where I get to have five monkeys. The monkeys. Oh, oh, yeah. The monkeys come out and do yep. a bunch of stuff. It's just fun. The monkeys are fun. And they're not like, they're, they're useful, but they're not game breaky. Yeah. Yeah. Chaotic. Yeah. yeah. I love the bone dice. <laughs> yeah, bone dice classic. Even though Gressel to take them away from us. And Beth got silent when he said it because she hates them. <laughs> Do I hate the bone dice? He has to ask herself. I just, there's, there's more stuff now is mm -hmm. all. Yeah, but is that stuff random and crazy? 
Will that stuff? Yeah, if you roll, if you try. (laughs) Oh my god, so random. (laughs) My favorite is the bracelet, the light bracelets that shines a beacon of light. Oh yeah, yeah, friendship bracelets. Friendship bracelets. Yeah, I like my wet rock. You I can't too. wait for that you thing bring to have that wet hero moment. That's fun. <laughs> oh, See, that's yeah. one of the things you can do. Zabbis loves his wet rock. So in season six, remember Zabbis loves his wet rock. Figure out a way. The, the slippery rock. Figure yeah. out a way that the slippery. <laughs> give give it a, a place for it to be used for Zabbis to go. Where yeah. did we get that? It was like we we found. It was one of the gems that was inside of Cedric's like yeah. arm That's it. Yes. Yeah. And we each got them. to pick one. Yeah. Everyone else picked one that like did stuff. And mine was just, it's permanently just kind of wet. <laughs> <laughs> Moist rock. I, I forgot the the hilt of the Leatherman. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. is what I, I that is my f- most favorite one because it's just, you can make any tool. Multi-tool. Yeah. Um, and I forgot about your multi-tool. I've used it a bunch. I believe you. I just don't have it on my list of things. But so you I didn't believe about me it. about the money thing? No, because so. it's my, she was right. It's my bag. Yeah, but I probably put a bunch of money in there and I rolled, you rolled or something and then gave me that money back. Off screen. Like a bank. Like a good bank. There was I did the have bank a piece. Of yeah, yeah, I had yeah. a piece of paper for a while that was the, the bank of margarine. Yeah. And. Check the ledger. It's all. It's all. It's, it's all accounted for. It's all. Can you imagine? I open that up and like you've scrolled it. <laughs> Two point seven billion. Two point five. I don't. Know. He took one night in the garden, just kept throwing <laughs> things in there. Out. Uh, this is from Jacob Freeman. Jacob asks: uh, Given originally the team wasn't going to go to Didridon, did the story change from what they would have, what it would have been if they had gone there instead of Middleton? Yes story changed a lot um Ooh, what what can we ask the, yeah what would have happened it would have been pretty much completely different um, wouldn't have been a convention no it would have been more like courtly intrigue mm. um like originally you know you had Durgi at the farm with the like letter about you know looking for a halfling and everything yeah and as sent by the professor right so it would have been a different kind of setup if you had gone there initially without the like convenient reasoning of there's an expo and they're taking you up there to be part of it. If you had just chosen to go up there, it would have been more kind of traditional of like, how do you find your way into the court? How do you find, you know, how do you get into society enough to like question people about things? Mm -hmm. Hiding Marjorie's identity would have still been part of it and whatever the cults would have, there still would have been like the cult activity and stuff. Um, but the the kind of framing device for for the stuff that would have happened would have been completely different. The 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 convention framing didn't exist at that time, and like the stages of death thing didn't exist for sure because that was like new the day before we did it. <laughs> um, well, you know, more or less. I I, I kind of came up with the outline of that um, in September. But yeah, it would have been a very different story had you guys gone up there instead of Middleton. And Middleton would have been a very different story as a result if we had done that this year instead It would have had a different year. name. Didn't, didn't we like force you to name it Middleton because it was halfway between? No, Middleton was, it, it was halfway between two places. It's been Middleton for a long, long time. Middleton's been there since the beginning. Oh, oh, I thought James was like, Mm-mm. oh, it's just Middletown. It is just, yes. And James and, did have that realization. 
But there, that is why it is called that. I always thought you named that one. Okay. No, it is be- the midpoint between two, two other cities, and that's why it is Middleton. Jane. Yeah. Um, Hemelgarn yeah. asked, uh, can we get a reminder of what level everyone is at the end of this season, the start of the next one? Um, Are we 11? No, I think you're like 14. I think we're 14. Can we be 20? You can't be 20. <laughs> but you'll probably level up one more time for the next one at least. You'll probably go get to maybe 16. Can I ask a question? Yes. Why don't we level up faster? That's It's harder question. to level up as you get... Well, yeah, but that was like a whole season. We leveled up at the beginning, didn't we? And that was it? And you'll probably level up before the next one. Just once? Um, like is you are best. level fourteen, uh, yes. I mean, yeah, we've done this for five years. I've played Diablo for, you know, twenty years, and I level up so many characters. Um, but I grind bail runs. Well, now hang on a second. Oh, see, this is why I got to push. We <laughs> do need to, um, yes, Zabbis's character sheet is level ten. <laughs> Black's character sheet is level ten. And Marjorie's character sheet is level 10. So we will need to fix that. <laughs> we'll fix that later. So glad. Thanks for, a- thanks for asking the question, Jane. Thank you, Jane. Oh, here's a fun one from Jeffrey uh, Busbridge. As a DM, I can feel the amount of preparation you must do for each session of each season. I'm talking about the designs for large dungeons and lots to interact with, characters with complicated backstories, all that stuff. But your players often breeze through or past most of them, leaving people like me wondering what was in the, in the other 90% of the <laughs> yep. rooms and people that don't have visited. Sorry, bud. How do you manage unused content? It just kind of, I mean, most of it just kind of goes away. You know, like there's some things that I have reuse that i've gone back and put in other spots to try to get because you know i like the idea or whatever or it's just you know a good standard thing and it gets moved around between dungeons to try to you know see if they're going to run into it you know for the most part it's just like well they just didn't do it you know like that's (laughs) that's just kind of the way it is that's like that's one of the the blessings and a curse of being the dm is that like not every adventure hook gets um bid on it's okay. Like I I'm past the point of being like, God damn it. They didn't do that thing. Um, because like they did what they did and the, and what they did was great. So, you know, it's just kind of part of it. Um, if there's something that's like really crucial to the story or something really cool or something that I, I really want to happen, it will happen. So, you know, don't don't think that there's like some incredible possible sequence hidden behind a door somewhere that will never get opened. If there's an idea I really like, it's going to it's going to be on screen. Um, that's that's got to be a big difference between doing D&D for a show and then doing D&D just for fun with your friends is like you don't want to listen to us open every chest and look behind every like that sucks. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, you open the chest, there's 50 gold and a ruby. Okay, (laughs) I open the one next to that one. You know, it just becomes like a list of stuff. It's funny because like playing a regular D&D game. I want to loot everything. Everything. You go into every room, you look for everything. 
yeah. because it's you know treasure is a bigger part of the game and like if you like doing that play Baldur's I mean yeah for real you can loot everything I was gonna say with with Elder Scroll or Skyrim that too. I was picking up bulls but I was yep. picking up everything and all oh, of a sudden wooden I'm, spoon yeah, I'm overburdened I'm just like, well, what do I do? I need all this stuff. I don't. You don't. No, they're they're useless. It's just an object. So many things are useless. I really wish that more video games would have like a little thing in the item descriptions. It's like, you don't need don't this. Need. Yeah, you could that sell is it. one of my favorite little <laughs> touches in Baldur's Gate, though, is your player character after you've, you'll click on a bunch of things like barrels and, ch- and it'll be like your character will be like cursed to put my hands on everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It knows what you're doing. It knows what you're doing. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of just that's just kind of the way it is, you know, it's yeah. And that's the thing. Like, this is a show. If we were playing a regular game, there maybe would be more exploration. But like, you know, the plot is moving forward. The characters are trying to advance that plot. Everything is, you know, kind of in service of the show. So there are some some boulders left unturned. Uh, I keep track of all that shit, too. Yeah, right. Like, it's, you know, responsibility. It, it, okay. it, how do you want to play D&D? You know, like, do you want to do you want to go into every single room or do you want to do what's important uh, to tell the story? There's they're just different styles and there isn't one that's better than the other. But to, for for a show, we're not going to, like, discover the crucial piece of the puzzle and then be like, oh, but then there was that other room three doors back that has like maybe nothing in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's go back and make sure but, that there's like one bad guy we kill and then loot a yeah. chest that has a potion, you know? Yeah. Like, but yeah. then like that's a like I remember the first DD campaign we played where we were just playing for fun. And so much of that was like, what's in here? What's in this like sarcophagus? What's mm-hmm. in the, and like that's a fun, I think, very like meditative way to play because it's barely plot. And you're just kind of like, you're just existing in your fantasy world and you're in a dungeon, you're collecting stuff and there's no pressure to like have a big story at that point. You're just, you're just robbing graves. And Mm. I, you know, I don't know. Sometimes it's like really relaxing to just like have a random loot table and it's that little dopamine rush of like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm. I found like an emerald. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's I wish I honestly wish we could play D&D like that more often. That's not what this show is. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, what's your game? You know, that's the big question is, what is your game? Um, and how do, uh, you know, how do you want to play it? Kind of similar, kind of on those same lines of like, what is your game? And how do you want to play it? Um, Aiden, um, Riverdecker, Shiverdecker. Sh- uh, There's some crazy good names. There's a lot of great episode. names out in our <laughs> fandom. Aiden is a huge fan of D&D&D and learned about it through Dead Meat. Hey. So thanks, uh, James and Chelsea. Speaking <laughs> of Dead Meat, really quick, on the subreddit, there was a post where someone was asking, who is Russell? And they spelled, <laughs> and it was killing they me. They spelled, it was Zorin. Under a yes, name. they didn't. Under, <laughs> and they, Russell was like a nickname The for way Zorin. that they heard Russell and spelled it, I will think about forever this is like your wario like this is your like <laughs> your like dark version it's g-r-u-s-t-l-e oh, with oh a t- i'm obsessed Grustle. with grussle also i'll give a little dead meat exclusive to anyone listening to this uh, depending on w- when does this go live wednesday yeah i think this will be uh i don't know if this information will come out in the monday live stream but the uh an upcoming kill count is the menu 
And in the very opening of that episode, I plug the hell out of you and this podcast. Excellent. So hopefully they'll bring new eyes to the the product. Oh my God. Are we going to do the bit where with the bringing the dish in from the side? What was it? Remember that that one bit where the guy's like hiding outside in the I forget the yes, name. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. A special like, treat for oh, the guests who lasted the longest. Oh, you win! It's just a hand yeah. coming in from the side. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I could get you a fun entremet, and we could do something with Great. that. Great, good. <laughs> Any time until the numbers bit is determined before the day I have to shoot it, I considered it a great win. Yeah. So we'll, awesome. we'll talk. Okay. Watch the menu. Great movie. Definitely put his last name spelled. <laughs> how he spells did it. Did either of you see the menu? I oh, forget. yeah. I love the menu. The Are menu you wearing is... the chef outfit for it? Uh, I just wore it for too many cooks. So <laughs> That's what the that. chef outfit was for. Yeah, it was for too many cooks. But I haven't seen it... the movie, but I did watch the podcast about the movie on Dead Meat's YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking a lot. Rewatching that, that movie after watching it is incredible. Yeah. Like, it's so good during it's a rewatch. A, it's a good movie. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> but But Aiden goes on to say, that they are newer 15-year-old DM uh, making my own adventures for a group of friends uh, that are also pretty new to D&D. And I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to construct a pirate world. Oh, that's fun. Uh, oh, that's fun. And I'm struggling with the world and character building part of it. I also suck. Their emphasis, not mine. Uh, at storytelling and keeping my party engaged. One of the reasons I love your group is because you can all go off on weird topics and side conversations, but you always eventually find your way back to the game. Our sessions usually just evolve into chaos and hanging out. Oh, you're 15. That's yeah. to be expected. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's an uphill battle with a bunch of 15-year-olds. You've got so much going on when you're 15. Every Everything is so much, I don't know, like, Life is so much faster. And it, like, like everything mm-hmm. is so much more stimulating when you're 15. So and of when course I was you get distracted. 15, I hated being told that because everybody was telling me like, oh, it's your your hormones are going crazy and you're just you can't. There's nothing you can do at 15 years old that's going to fix the problems that you have to go through at 15 years old. That's true. Well, it's just In my 30s. They were right. I'm yeah. sorry. They're right. <laughs> it's just that life is so novel still. And yes. so you're experiencing like so many like firsts. And I don't know. I feel like you're just preoccupied with so much and it's so easy so to want. get sidetracked. Yes. Intensity. So that's just, I think, being in high school. But also I feel like maybe, I don't know, there's got to be like a a way to, I don't know, introduce like a murder <laughs> mystery. <laughs> Or some mystery is like, a great one. Introduce real life rewards. Like you literally get like a shitty 99 cent trinket and be like, and make it a physical oh God, yeah, treasure. in your story. Oh, yeah. oh, and whoever fuck. figures this shit out actually gets to take home. And like, that's it. Yes. People Chelsea. love free stuff. Oh, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Something as simple as like a gold star system where you literally get your friends stickers. to collect uh, from you. The game is how many quote unquote gold stars can I get on my character sheet oh, because sure. I've done a good job or I've I've figured out the puzzle, you know? I I I think that's a both of those are great ideas. Yeah, like tangible things. And that's something like people do. I wish like we had the time to <laughs> yeah. build like props and like oh, and God, have like physical things to hold on to. You can't have chips or water until you get through this door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, With pizzas won't be ordered until you figure <laughs> out this puzzle. And that's how I did. Remember the spaghetti session where you all just had to listen. Or listen. You just had to sit and smell, smell the yep. sauce cooking for three hours. Also, my God, enjoy your 
15-year-old metabolism. Eat all those snacks you want during <laughs> yeah. D&D. Yeah, you're going to hate hearing this one, but 10 years from now, you're going to look back at this as being some <laughs> of your best best fun with your friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh an actual tip that I can give is... Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all are just being 15 year old bashers if they um, still yeah, do five dollar hot and readies that's yes. like the best I mean, 15 yes. year old for real yes that is, uh, I ate, it's literally the first that's like what i survived on half for me half for my buddy five dollars and 20 cents because 20 cents was the tax the tax yeah. yes not anymore i'm sure but uh no the uh, getting off track the best way that the what we learned in uh, improv class was uh, it, <laughs> but you don't need them. You don't need them because I'm going to tell you this one simple trick. <laughs> think of think of think of a flower petal, and you know how you like it starts at one point and then it goes and it kind of loops and then it ends up back on the flower. If the, the I guess the way to think about getting off track and getting back on track is uh, tell your team like, hey, we're going to start here, or not? Don't, don't tell them this, but. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. Like if we go off on a tangent, like because they said in, in the question, yeah, it we we always bring it back. Yeah. That's you start at the crazy thing and then it kind of it kind of weaves its way back. Think of it as a as a flower petal. Mm-hmm. And then you do another flower petal for when it gets crazy again. Uh, and I see. Just, like if you're drawing it, it's series of loops. Series of loops that yeah, yeah, will yeah. yeah come back to a point and then it will eventually build a flower. That's right. What what that's what came to mind when I heard this yes. question and it, then the hot and ready's came up and then I was <laughs> thinking a little Caesars. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that that's also a good point that like, it's okay to, you know, go on tangents and stuff. If you, oh, yeah. if, as long as you do find your way back, I mean, we do it all the time, you know, but like, I, I think that one, one thing that I think could make it easier for you to do that as, as much as I completely understand the desire to make your own world and tell your own story is maybe try doing a pre-written one just to get some more experience running the game i think i'm pretty sure that there are pirate adventures too that yeah i mean there's definitely online if if there isn't like an official one you could find like a pre-written pirate adventure definitely online a dm's guild or something um but like I think that that structure, that pre-existing structure would allow you to have the next step available so that when your friends are getting off topic and stuff, you can just look down and see like, oh, okay, well, but then the pirates arrive, you know, like whatever happens next will be there for you. The world building will be there for you and all that stuff um, will take some of the pressure off so that you can focus on um, what I think is really important to new DMs is actually just running the game. Like learning how to run the table is its own skill that is separate from the 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 world building, the storytelling, and everything like that. That's that, a great point because yeah. you can't make a cup of coffee if you don't know how to grind the beans. Yes, yeah, you can't play the piano unless you know how to play the, the piano. Beans. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, no, not the Mike's is bad. Mike's <laughs> metaphor is bad. There I are started steps. and then I lost it. <laughs> there are steps to this thing, and so yeah. without the foundation, yeah. Like you, you're just diving straight into the deep end here. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta learn to swim. Also, yeah, maybe get like a few pre-made like one-shot campboards. Like you can play them in a couple hours mm-hmm. and get some that are in like a bunch of different styles and genres. And maybe there's one that like really clicks with everyone, and you notice that everyone's really engaged the whole time. And then you can like use that to build your own kind of thing off. of. Yeah, for sure. That's a great, 
that's a great point. You can take a pre-written thing and then build from it yourself if people respond to it. I, that's a good one. That's a good point. Yeah. And every time you complete a one shot, everybody gets everybody a free t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> free t-shirt. T-shirt. <laughs> No, yeah. they get a little homies figurine. <laughs> they still sell those in yes, vending machines. Yes, they do. Yeah, nice. Not in vending machines, but there. A recent convention I saw had a homies booth. Amazing! Ooh, hell yeah! And the I kinds of people you would out. assume would be selling homies are the kinds of people who sell selling homies. homies. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! So good. It's such an aesthetic. And that completes the flower petal. <laughs> there you go. Next question, please. Uh, Amy and Ben. Uh, ask, uh, love your fun contact, contact, love your fun content. Fun fact. Uh, I was newly dating a man I met off Tinder during the pandemic and he introduced me to your show. We we did what's fun and got married this April. Your podcast was a great topic to bond over and really connected, uh, over our interests of D and D. We love the adventures and can't wait to see what your, the future holds for your show. Thank you so much for all the time. And passion you and the team has. Thanks, Special. Amy and Ben. That's and not the only. That we we had a couple come to the uh, uh, one of our convention tables and share that they were long distance for years. And one of the things that they would do is listen to our show and then call each other and talk about it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. I just want to call out that that, was, that wasn't a question, right? There was no question. No, it was in a that? fun fact. Oh, it was just a fun fact. It was a fun fact. Oh. He said a bunch of people were like, no question, just love it. Oh, yeah, awesome. we'll, we'll do some more in a little bit. I was going to kind of save those to the end, but this one yeah, was I, I love it when couples fall, fall deeper in love and connect over our story. Yeah, That's really so cool. cool. Any pe- and friends. People bonding over art is the best thing in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amelia Flower asks, I am in a D&D campaign right now as a player. I have some friends that want to try D&D. I'm thinking of being the DM for them, but I don't know if I should DM because I'm part of another campaign and I have never been a DM before. Do you have any suggestions for what to do? Uh, I am going to direct Amelia to Beth. What? <laughs> Why? To re- who recently had to experience <laughs> what it was like to Don't do it, Amelia! <laughs> don't do it! <laughs> it's so scary, Amelia! All your fears are real! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it sounds if it's something you want to do dive in do a one shot yeah you have yeah do a one shot all, everything that we talked about in the last answer in the last question about DMing um, pretend all your friends are 15 go for it <laughs> Chelsea you DM'd a one shot yeah I did yeah and you know it's it's work but like you can do it yeah especially I mean if it's one where like it is pre-made yeah it's it takes get, a lot of the work out of it yeah it takes a lot of the work out of it and yeah you'll be able to just focus on like running the thing Instead of like, oh, wait, is this story like actually broken? Like, did I, is, does this make no sense? My, the one shot I did this was years ago was, and I bet you could still find it online. Um, it was, everyone was a bunch of kids trying to escape uh, after they had been kidnapped by Krampus mm-hmm. and put in his sack. <laughs> and so the whole one. campaign was like in the sack, like they had to escape from yeah. it. So it was basically like a big dungeon crawl. Out of the Krampus sack. Out of the Krampus sack. <laughs> Christmas version of that Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Yes, it, the seven characters <laughs> yeah. in search yeah. of an exit. Yeah. Um, a little yeah, bit, yeah. yeah. I think you have the capacity to do this. If you're worried about like mixing you as a player and you as a DM in these different campaigns, I think you'll surprise yourself how uh, easy it is to keep these things separate or 
the ways that they do flavor each other, but in a in a positive way. Just from a practical perspective of like, can you handle being in a, being in a game as a player and, and DMing? Yes. I feel like it'll make you probably a better player. It, it will. You'll, you'll understand the game from both sides, and that's very valuable. I, 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 if you are an experienced player or you've been playing for a while and you're just worried about like the, the workload of being a DM, I, I definitely think that like, yeah, do a one shot and try it out first. And then do a pre-written one where you don't have to, um, you know, do everything yourself. And then, you know, just see, you know, do, do, do a shorter one. Do one of the starter adventures or something so that you're not running like a six-month campaign where you would feel bad telling your players, hey, sorry, I can't handle this. But do, you know, if you're doing a one-shot or whatever, then, you know, no harm, no foul. I got a question for you, Gressel. Yes. If, let's say I'm in her shoes and yeah. I want to run a campaign. Yeah. But. I can't just do things by the book because it's just not how I do it. Mm -hmm. How appropriate or easy would it be for me to like look at a one shot and then change aspects of it? Keep the bones of the story, but kind of fuck go go from like, oh, this is a, a dungeon uh, where we're fighting wolf people to like, oh, this is actually high school and we're fighting the teachers who have been infected by a zombie. Yeah. thing. You can totally do that once you understand the mechanics. OK, it's it's very it's not easy to do. That's not, that would be misleading to say, but it is easier than it seems. Like if you under, understand the mechanics where you're looking at it and like, you know, there's the wolf people stat block, you know, yeah. but you want them to be, you know, the rival schools, football players. Yeah. You can totally reskin that and just, and take, you know, take the math and apply it to different flavors. That might be easier than coming up with something fresh. A hundred percent. I do that all the time is I take, stat blocks for for you know different things Can you just, what's a stat block a stat block if you have like the monster manual yeah. one of the core rule books that you need to be a dm to be a dm you need three books you need the player's guide the dm guide and the monster manual after that everything else is bonus but to, to run a, the game you need those three things in the monster manual you know it has orc and then there's a little table of like all the things that an orc can do from gotcha. a gameplay perspective. And that's what their the, HP is, what their, what their strength is. Their armor is, class is, what their stats are. Saving throws. Their weapon attacks, what those are, any special abilities if they have them. That's and you the, can just be like, these aren't orcs, these are football players. Exactly. Gotcha. And you can very easily do that. It does get a little bit confusing if you are reskinning a pre-written game if you are reading through it, because, it, you know, then you have to remember that, like, oh, when they say orc, I have to say football player, mm -hmm. you know, but like, it's definitely possible and you can totally do something like that. So I, I would say that that would be a great way to get into DMing if you're an experienced player and want to dip your toe um, or if you want to get into world building, you know, and like the previous question, you know, if you, you can take something that is pre-written and kind of reskin it. You know, that's what makes this game fun is the the kind of, um, you know, way that you can um, play within that space and, you know, do do all of the fun things, do what's fun. Some uh, Casey uh, from an ass, will Fluggy ever come back? No, Fluggy's dead. Oh, <laughs> oh, God, that's Fluggy's on the poster. Fluggy's dead. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess the, the Dumbo octopus came back as a ghost. So, yeah, you know, right. who knows? Here's an interesting question from Paige um, Mogilevsky. Mogilevsky. Again, sorry if I'm mangling your name. What is the biggest lesson that your character has taught you, players? 
if anything. What what have you taken away from the game? We've been doing this a really long time. Is there anything that you guys have taken away from the game? I take away is that Gressel's an incredible storyteller and uh, has more creativity in a single finger than I have in my <laughs> entire body. Well, thank you. Like, we've been doing the show for five, six years. Mm-hmm. And what I've found is that these characters are, like, fictional reflections of ourselves in ways. Mm-hmm. And so there are things that I cared more about six years ago than I do now and vice versa. Um, and like in that time, we've gotten married, we've gotten dogs, we bought houses, like a lot of stuff has changed in our personal lives, us as players. And I think these things are kind of reflected in, in our characters. And so it's the other way around where like we we change and learn things as people Mm -hmm. and then it comes out in our characters um yeah that's what my uh one-on-one with gressel was was essentially really yeah because like i started the game nervous and scared because i'd never played D &D before Mm -hmm. and that's my that's what i made fletch you know i made him my Mm -hmm. insecurities and like you said as time has gone on i've gotten more comfortable he's gotten more comfortable and then, yeah, things that were important to me back then are different now than what's important to me currently. Oh, Mike, literally in the middle of this campaign, you in real life were considering to, uh, this is pre, pre-COVID, uh, buy and open a bar. Oh, yeah, that, that was actually <laughs> a thing that my buddy Jesse and I talked about. Yeah, and then I, yeah, Flash I was going to buy and open a bar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because I, I like talked with a bartender or something and yeah. i like, liked to drink oh i never drank before in, in the which i have in real life but not in not fletch as a character had not drank before and he had a good time and he liked that and he latched on to that and then the bar thing in real life was like yeah maybe that w- would be a cool thing thank god i didn't do that uh, yeah in 2019, in 2019. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but yeah so i guess yeah, um yeah a lot of yeah it's a lot of us in a lot of me in my character and I've grown as a person. And so he's, he is a character. Yeah. So it's the opposite of what the question was <laughs> <laughs> for more uh, on that. You can listen to Mike's uh, recent table for two. Nice. Plot. Uh, Brittany uh, Wingerder, uh, Wingerder, Wingerder asks, do you guys have, do you ever listen to old episodes? Um, do you ever laugh at a joke you forgot you made? And do you have a favorite episode? And then also Chelsea, uh, we had the discussion, uh, at the beginning of one of the episodes where we talked about how each year has like a popular animal, uh, and Brittany's vote for this year is aardvark. Last talk, year, I said about cow. Like frogs and cows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I, I don't think I was right, but I also, what was last year's popular animal? Stanley Cups. Stanley Cups. Cup. That's not an animal. <laughs> Russell just discovered that Stanley Cups are the, the it girl They're the right thing, now. Yeah. And he's uh, losing his mind thermos, over it. But whatever. What did um, you just say? The 100 year old thermos. It's an old. But it seems like a good product. It's it a does, good, it yeah. is a good product. It seems like, like one of those brands where, the... like, where it's like an LL Bean kind of thing, where like LL Bean's been around for fucking ever, mm-hmm. and their return policy is crazy. You can return anything. Like the warranty on LL Bean products is like you can return like a hundred year old boots, and they'll exchange them because they believe in their product that hard. That's what I feel like this like Stanley Cups are. Anyway, that rules. Um. <laughs> I feel like capybaras maybe was this year. Maybe. 
Oh, capybaras, I feel like they have a moment this year. You think? Capybaras are sort of an evergreen delight. They are always good. They're so good. Always good. Arvark's Arvark's a good one. Is it Arvark's or armadillos that carry syphilis? I think armadillos? Maybe armadillos, yeah. Yeah. And koalas do too. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun yeah. animal facts. Wow. I think it's chlamydia with col- col- That's right. Yes, it is. Yeah, I knew yeah. they carried like one, like a random STD. Um, What was the rest of the question? The rest of the question was, do you ever listen to old episodes? Do you ever oh, laugh? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. Oh, fuck, I wish I could freeze time and listen to the whole yeah. show from start to finish. It would be very I, cool. I Here's a fun fact about me. I hate listening to myself if I'm not the one editing it. Um, mm. If it is like a free form, like conversation, interview, whatever, I am such a control freak. I hate listening to myself if I did not have final edit, uh, the final say on it. Scripted stuff, is, it's different because I know it's coming out of my mouth. Uh, but like unscripted, it is so hard for me to go and like listen to myself mm-hmm. and just be like, oh, my God the fuck (laughs) I have a hard time even I mean it's like torture every week or whatever where I have to edit the podcast and we if we've done like an interview or something where someone is a guest um or we're discussing a movie or topic where it gets a bit more in depth um and watching back what we recorded I'm like oh man I could have phrased that so I'm just I'm just very picky that is tough. That is a tough thing. I I, so I have a yeah. hard time listening to old episodes of D&D. I've gone back and listened to a few for well, like little times was it for pleasure because uh, like we there's just so many episodes and there's it's a lot so much going on in in life in general. But um, the ones that I have listened back to uh, my favorite one would have been uh, the one where Fletch and Flack are in the bathhouse. I think <laughs> yeah. that is so fun and so funny. And it Classic. is that like whenever I have listened back, I like can't believe how good it sounds. <laughs> weird, but it, yeah, like it's 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 fun and it's mm-hmm. cool. And like I don't, you know, like we 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 walk away from the session being like that was a good time, that was fun. And then we go about our lives until the next time we record. Yeah. And I don't think about it. And then listening back, it's like, dang, yeah, no, this is this is fun. This is good stuff. Yeah, it's, but I wish I could freeze time and <laughs> listen to it all, you know, even just Me to too. like rem- yeah. remember when we were young. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember yeah. thing. I, I had this thought years ago, but I when I was editing one of the earlier seasons and I remember having the thought of like, I have a lot of hours of me and my friends talking to each other. Yeah, Like mm-hmm. that is a very cool thing. Yeah. I listen to all of them. <laughs> um, it'd be weird if you didn't. It would be. Yeah. It would be very just weird if I was just it. like here. <laughs> I envy podcasts. I can get away with that. Oh god, there's I so know. many podcasts where just record and, po- record I'm like, and post. That must be nice. What a dream. Must be nice. Uh, I I do laugh at jokes that uh, I either forgot were made or didn't hear. Like there, mm-hmm. as 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 much as I just emphasized listening earlier in this podcast, but like sometimes somebody, somebody mutters something or somebody says something when somebody else was talking and 
We'll get a DM from Gressel in a group chat. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he'll tell us what made him cry laughing during the edit. Oh, or send us a clip. Like, you'll send yeah, us a yeah. clip sometimes. Yeah, the real good ones, fun. I'll send clips. Or or sometimes there is stuff that I've cut that is not relevant, but is very mm. funny. When was that scary audio oh, there was glitch? Weird noise. There was, like, yeah. a ghost in the machine uh, one yeah. week that... I'm assuming you cut from the final episode, I, yes. but it was so scary. That's right. I forgot. It gave me chills when I heard it's it. It's really creepy. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll find that file, and I'll, I'll put it on Instagram now that we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it put it on, like, you, all the subreddits, like ghost stories and stuff. I don't know how often you re-listen to old episodes, Gressel, but are there any you can think of where it's like, oh, that is so delightfully dated now in retrospect? Because I remember specifically there was a Drunk Disney where... I don't I don't remember which episode, but it would have been like 2015, maybe. And we were like, let's purposely make this episode really dated. Do you remember this, James, where we someone brought a fidget spinner with them? That's why whoever the Beth was it what bring a fidget spinner. Absolutely not. Someone brought a fidget spinner and we were like, let's make this episode really dated. And so we we talked about fidget spinners and like whatever else was like the really trend. popular that yeah, month. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is a fun game to play though. Uh-huh. And so now if you Stand go back and find that, it's like, oh man, it, that's going to be mid-2010. Yeah. Like, the 2017 season two has a pall of Trump over it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, and just like... The, As did the nation. Yeah, no, like there is definitely... It it impacted the recordings that we were all like Googling nuclear blast radius. And oh, all right. That. I remember that. I can't remember. Like, I feel like those old episodes are dated, like the especially the pre-COVID ones, just because like I know that we were all, like what you were saying earlier, Beth, of like we were all in such a vastly different place mm-hmm. yeah. um, when we recorded those. I can't I can't remember anything specific that's dated, but I love those episodes in the Guild Hall as well, Mike. I love the uh, the early the fireball episode, I think, is the turning point of the show <laughs> um, where we we all kind of realized what it was. Yeah, um, I love the end of season four, I think, is that the best thing we've ever season done Season four finale. Yeah, I think about mm-hmm. it. My heart starts beating. That's the best thing I've ever done creatively. I think that um, I mean, there's good stuff in every season, but um, those are the ones that really stand out to me right now. Um, what is the end of four, the guild hall. And uh, of course the, the fireball. Um, I feel everybody's got good joke lines. Everybody. Ha- I mean, like, yes, everybody's got great moments. I mean, like every, James every scene is like on a boat, the king of buttons. buttons. Like buttons. I bet if you like on the spot, I bet if you went back and and cl- and checked the and like did data on who has like who has the last word because that's what a button means. Like the end of the scene is yeah. the button. Yeah, what wraps it all? Uh-huh. Yeah. Buttons are hard. I mean, that, buttons that are was hard. In improv scenes and shows. Yeah. That was always my oh, specialty. Yeah. Was just to like, know where you have to. And I, I fucking I'm scene. a great editor. I can make it. <laughs> I can end the scene after the button. Yeah. But I can't always come up with the button. Like, oh, this feels like the time to end it. And oh, there's an opening to like call back or do something. Boom. But that (laughs) a button takes an understanding of storytelling that I don't think people really know, really understand. Like you have to know, like what you just said, like you have to know that this is we're done. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and you have to know that like. That is true. Like you can't just try a button and, and have the scene not be done. Like it works because James knows 
Yeah, it's like music. Yeah. Well, like yeah. if you're jamming and you got a solo, you know, it's either going to be eight bars or 16 bars, yeah. you know, and then you kind of like look at each other and, mm-hmm. and kind of get the feel for it. And that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're doing that wrap up fill on the drums. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James says it all the time that Chelsea is the funniest person that he knows. And I get it recording this podcast yes. because Chelsea thinks is so far forward <laughs> or somewhere else than I am that like the stuff that Zab says is always surprising to me yeah. in yes. a way that is like really funny. Yeah. Zappas and I both just want to find bits whenever <laughs> possible. Because I do think, I do think as much as like a bit is me kind of like fucking with all of you, I do think a bit potentially, even if it's like, oh, we're all just kind of riffing on something, sometimes it is a good way to like, I don't know, find the nugget of what we're going to do next. Yeah. Like if something comes out during us riffing that is like funny. And we realize, like, oh wait, hey, that actually would be funny to just keep pursuing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of fun. Yeah, for no, sure. Like that feel everybody kind of lights up when the yeah. nugget gets discovered. And and Ch- Chelsea, you're so good at knocking everybody off balance. Yeah, <laughs> like that. That's one. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, I'm not the. I think there's there's many different kinds of role players. I am not a very sincere role player <laughs> i find that my life has enough seriousness in it and i like i i feel existential enough hours of the day to where i don't need to bring that into my mm-hmm. fantasy role play and i just want to be the jester almost mm-hmm. and i've just accepted that that is a role that i fill and i've gotten more comfortable with that because it does I think maybe I felt guilty that I'm like, oh, I might, I don't want people to think I'm not taking it seriously or that like, I think I'm above like serious storytelling, Mm -hmm. but I just know like for my own personal enjoyment, I love doing goofy shit because I do think it leads other people and their characters into stuff that is maybe more sincere. No, absolutely. I'm glad you said that because in the same way that like Mike and I drive home and now we tell each other, wow, we did a good job. uh, I I can see that, Chelsea, where earlier on you did feel like maybe you were doing this wrong because you weren't, you you weren't, you didn't want to go serious, but it's exactly what you're saying. Like your character being that, uh, that levity and that play and that kind of off kilter energy absolutely creates opportunity and space for people who might want to play in a more serious way. Because it's funny that you say that. I I have the opposite, where in my day-to-day, I work really hard to stay light and airy and and maybe turn myself away from some of the darknesses because I feel it so fucking deep. (laughs) Um, And so when I'm role-playing, that is a space where I enjoy letting myself get heavy. Uh, Not in a way that's going to bring everybody down, but but there's space for that in the show, which is really cool. You and I would not be able to do the serious moments if Chelsea and James were not doing the goofy moments. Mm-hmm. Like it would not have the balance. Like it's, it's just like in, you know, if you're, it, it, you're building a party, like in, in a D and D game, you're not going to have two Rangers. That'd be ludicrous. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, but, but seriously, like you're not going to have five wizards, you know, like you're, you're going, you need balance within a party. <laughs> that would be what really would dumb look like? Five wizards, let's five go. Wizards. Fireball. <laughs> so much fireball. Every angle. Um. <laughs> and I, I don't want to leave Mike out of this though, because like, Mike, like is Mike, so Mike, does yeah, Mike does both. He does both. Yeah. And he's so naturally charismatic. Oh. Like when I met Mike, I was like, oh, this guy's got it. He's got the star power. There's something about him that's just magnetic. Everybody who meets Mike is just automatically like, yeah, that guy. Yeah. yeah. And, and it comes through in the show, too. Mm-hmm. And your character's Halsen. like that, too. Yeah. <laughs> in French sauce making. <laughs> Let's go. There's a uh, a type of ingredient that that's referred to as a liaison. It's it's what brings an emulsion together. And Mike is the liaison. Like like oh. Fletch is the liaison between the serious story that Beth and I are telling and the goofy story that I'm telling with James and Chelsea. And Fletch lets us do both at the same time. And this and it would not work without that. Like it would be too much of one thing. It would break the balance, you know, the, and, the, and the sauce would split. Um, and I think that that's really important. You know, like all the DM questions, like, you know, we talked about earlier, like when w- at, at your table, you know, you, you need that balance um, of what type of story everybody wants to play. Because like if you have I feel like that's essential for table chemistry. Yeah, it is. Like if you have for people who are all trying to be like big main character energy, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. It's going to get someone, probably multiple people are going to get really frustrated, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not to say that you need to force people into certain roles or anything, but it's, if you're a player, you, you need to be open to finding what's fun about the character that you're playing. And that might not be being the main character might be yeah, being learning when to step role. back, yeah. when to step forward. Yeah, exactly. And everybody has their moments. Like you, like you said, Beth, like every single character on the show has had big moments, either funny or dramatic or both. And, you know, it, it's, it's only through that, that the story is successful and, you know, you can't, you can't discount or discredit or or downplay anybody's contribution because without each type of character, each role being fulfilled, things would not be able to be what they are. I um, think we all do a good job at like recognizing when it's our it's our turn, I guess. Yeah. Or like when, oh, this is a thing for Fletch's character, or this mm-hmm. is a thing for Flat, or so and so. And then also Gressel, like that is on you as well. Cause then you kind of lead us. And then we all, I think we do a really good job at like working together at figuring out and like li- listening essentially. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, uh, I understand where this is going. Blah, blah, blah. And I the do. one quote that I have in my book that I have found from my notes is a Fletch one. And it's drink got you drunk. <laughs> <laughs> drink got you drunk. <laughs> wrote that down like that a lot. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for your questions. If we did not get to them, I'll hang on to this. Maybe we'll do another one of these in a little bit and answer some more. Um, we got we got a good number of questions this time, so thank you so much, for everybody who submitted them. Sorry if we didn't get to them um, this time. Uh, there are some DM-specific questions I'll try to respond to via email. Um, so thank you so much to everybody who sent in questions. Thank you so much to everybody who listened to the show. Um, and, uh, thanks to everybody who sent in your 
uh, your thank you messages. They're so sweet and wonderful. Thank you for the baby pictures. Yeah. Of <laughs> There's baby Fletcher, I think it yeah. was. Baby yeah. Fletcher. yeah. <laughs> I love so that. Crazy. I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing. So, um, thank you all so much. And, um, you know, we're, we're really excited for, uh, the for best s- year. Yeah. yeah it's our year. year. This is our year. This is our year. We're not going to get into the new season just yet. We need to figure out our recording schedule and everything. So there's going to be some more, maybe another week off, maybe, you know, uh, Tim stories and stuff before we get into the next season. And there will be more of that uh, ahead of time. Maybe we'll do a session zero before this new season. Just kind of refresh everything and that'd be great. Touch it, you know, get back to maybe a couple more of these. Level up. Yeah. What? Let us level up. up. Oh, yeah. And yes, we'll do that. All right, we'll, we'll do that. So the next, when we do get back to it with all of us, we'll do a session zero before season six starts. Nice. Um, and we'll get back into that. And there will be more announcements and stuff soon. Um, but yeah. So, uh, well, thanks, everybody. Thank thanks. you. Thanks, everybody. You. Thank you guys for sitting down and, and doing this. And thank you, everybody who's sending questions. And thanks for listening. And thanks, everybody. And do what's fun. Dude, what's, what's fun? fun. I, know, I thought of like, don't get don't eliminated. Get eliminated. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Go blue. D&D&D is a Moorpark Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sigan.